Uh, is Freddie uh, Phillips sick? Is he uh, Gustafson? No, just a uh, maintenance day. Okay. All yeah. Right. So yeah. You, do you expect him to play tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Is Frello? Sick. He's sick. Okay. okay. Do you think he'll that's up in the air for tomorrow then? Uh, yeah, it's, but it's it's not it's not injury related at all. Yeah, so. but just whether or not yeah. he feels well enough to play tomorrow. Yep. TBD. Yeah. And we haven't asked you. I, I saw the hit with Raska and Carolina. How's he doing? He's doing okay. He uh, skated before practice, so uh, it doesn't seem like it's anything major. It's just you know soreness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he is working out and he is skating a little bit. So mm-hmm. that How's looks like he's going. Andre doing? How's he feeling? Uh, he's doing well. He skated a little bit uh, this morning prior to practice, so uh, that looks like it's progressing too in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And just Vinny looked like he was out there full contact today. Think there's a chance he gets in, or um, I don't believe so. Tomorrow, I don't know. I mean, that was his first full contact practice, so a lot of you got to see how how that he responds to that because he skated a little bit too prior to practice. So he had a full day today, so we'll see how he responds. Uh, you mentioned the attention to details uh, last night. What were some of the things that you worked on in practice today to try to refine that? Yeah, uh, ending more plays in the D zone, having <coughs> when the puck gets in, having harder arrivals where. Mm-hmm teams can't get out of the corners as easily or you know you go in and make a play on a guy and then he spins off you and makes the next play mm-hmm. uh, and then we worked a lot on our coming into d-zone coverage versus certain situations checkups gaining the back of the net where they you have to come in and you have to communicate you know who's the low forward who has uh on a checkup who's defending the net front what a four and five your last two forwards coming in are they aware of their d and what's their positioning so Communication and awareness and sort outs in those situations was big when, emphasis today. Sorry. When uh, when one guy doesn't have the detail, does it throw everything else in a disarray? Maybe like then someone tries to fix that and then it's kind of a mess? Um, it, you know what? It shouldn't because that's why you play layers of defense. But it's, uh, you know, a lot of times it's there may be maybe a guy's a little bit late or, you know, a guy drives deep and checks up and maybe our defenseman plays him and that guy the checkup player has a little bit of space. You still have to let that D be able to recover, and everyone else has everything else marked up. And that's uh, sometimes where we get a little bit loose trying to help. But, you know, when you when you play well in those areas, you understand the responsibilities, and you got to let people do their jobs. And then that, in turn, allows you to be able to do their job. So it's not like one mistake to a second mistake. It's, that, that shouldn't happen. Sometimes there's one mistake, but you should have layers where even if there is one mistake, it's not, you know, does, it shouldn't lead into two or three or an easy look or easy possession. Gotcha. If, you were, if you were here from the get-go, John, would you be teaching this lesson at the All-Star break, or is this something that teams need a refresher course on regardless? Or, like, if you were here and they had your – you know, if you weren't – Yeah. You, you I do, yeah. emphasizing this at February – uh, you know what? I, I I think some things would be obviously cleaner by now, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I I still think there's times in the year too that you would whether you were here from training camp or the beginning of the season till now. Sometimes there's little components of your game that get a little bit looser, you know. And, and some of it is and and we worked on a couple D zone rotations. So w- really, what we tried to do was they th- this group's been tremendous in being able to pick up things from video without a lot of practice time so today we worked on three situations that you're seeing repetitively not be on point there's so many things that 
we've been able to teach on video without practicing that are very good but there's been recurring themes and so today we were like okay we're going to skate and we're going to work on those rotations and sort outs because maybe they need to do it more you know physically kinesthetically than just learning on the video because um some of the ones we did today really you have to communicate when you're in them because they're a little bit of chaotic so that was uh, the emphasis today is that unique about them Compared to other teams you've been around, just how well they've picked up. Yeah, from it's, video and they don't need to, they, they don't have that practice all that time. Well, it's been really helpful. Like they're they're a, they are a hockey smart group. There's a lot of hockey sense in 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 there, and I think if you can if you can teach clearly uh, through the video, a lot of times if guys can learn. So when, even when you came in, you go, these guys pick up a lot of things. But the harder parts are where maybe there is a breakdown or there are sort outs where it's not so clear cut on the video where there has to be communication like rotations in the d zone when their weak side d man comes down and we have to go from the corner to those positions lots of times it comes to to communication um and that's what we walked through today would you would you like another timeout that somebody someone on tv was talking about the other day and you really only get one but this is something that Maybe you would call a timeout if you had one. Just like, hey, just remember you need to do this. Like, I mean, that's what they do in basketball. Right? You know, did, have you ever thought much about that? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough because you only have one. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple games we used it to reset the team. Uh, last night we used it to give the top power play a break and put them back out and get a little bit more organized. And um, so you, you, you know, you you try to use them in different situations, but sometimes in a game, you know, you might have to use it. To, to settle things down or whatever it might be, just stop momentum. Uh, but then the unfortunate part is lots of times you have to, you, it, it's wise to use in that situation, but then even later in the game, right. you don't get it, um, you know, when you need, when, when you could use another one. But um, so you don't use them carelessly. I think you just try to make sure that you, you if you can take advantage of it, it is something that you, you should try to use if it makes sense. It just doesn't seem. There's a great reason not to have two timeouts. To Doesn't every other yeah. have? Yeah, like they, well, more than football? that. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it, are there? Has there ever been a, you know, coaches saying, "Hey, maybe we should get another timeout," or has there been any kind of movement behind the scenes maybe to change that rule? Uh, yeah, there's there, there's certainly been talks about it, but. Um, you know, I think the league reviews it as however long the game would take. Does it slow the game down? Does it change the dynamic of, you know, what hockey is? And that's usually the that's usually the pushback that you get. Plus, you get three TV timeouts in the game. So, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the other team. Yeah, yeah, the other the other ones do too. But I mean, I don't think it's a huge. Yeah, are there times where you're like, oh, I could use another one for sure? But. Um, you know, there's lots of games where you go through and you don't use a time mark. Right. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. you don't feel the need to, or it doesn't come up. So, um, it's all. It's a lot of times it's more circumstance than anything. Cool. Anything else? No, well, actually, can I ask you just about Corolla and just you know your impressions of him since you got here? Just uh, you know, it seemed like at least production wise started slow and and then you know I think we saw his importance during those seven games he was out. Yeah, yeah, I think since. I think you say it was maybe the game, you know, he missed those seven games. So I, I, I believe it's like around 20, maybe 23 games he's played. Mm-hmm. He's got 12 goals, hit 12 goals, 12 assists, 24 points, plus 15. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very good on the power play. I think his game five on five, you can see the, the, the uh, difference maker he is mm-hmm. uh, in the game. Uh, and I've been, I, you know, I've been impressed with him. Like he's a, he's a coachable player. Like we've had a couple meetings and he wants feedback and, 
I like, you know, his mind for the game. You can show him some things, and he's receptive to certain things, and his feedback is good. Um, practice as well. He's always, you know, um, is, is tuned in. Practices at a high pace, high level. And to me, just he's a, you know, he's such a highly talented player. But what sticks out to me probably the most is just his competitiveness. Like his, you know, he's got a, he's willing to, to compete for pucks. He's got a second effort to his game. Um, he plays in the hard areas. He's not a perimeter skill player. Like he's he's uh, he's fun to coach. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I mean, you can't control when injuries happen, and obviously you had many at once. Um, but for him to be out, you know, a home and home with Dallas, a home and home with 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 Winnipeg. I mean, it couldn't have happened for a worse time. It really did turn your entire sort of start that you had upside down. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, those are you know you're playing uh, high level teams um, where you know it's where where they're you know I mean Connor I think was out you know Heiskin was out mm-hmm. uh, but I think you know for us like w- particularly with Kirill um, you know he he he's a, he's a he's a tough guy to lose for those reasons like he's a he's a spark plug for the team he's an offensive chance generator he's a guy that you know I think when he's in the lineup, you know, it helps with, uh, with team belief and things like that. So, um, yeah, that, that stretch was tough. Cause we played some, we played some big games against some really good teams. And, um, but you know, now he's back and, and hopefully he can stay healthy and, and he's ready for the, you know, a big game tomorrow. And then everybody gets a break and then we gotta, you know, get back to it and have a pretty good push. Do you think he'll flash some skills at the all-star game? I think he will. Yeah, I think he will. He'll look good. Yeah, for sure. Like, in the, even in those situations, it's, and that's what I mean. Like, he can go to something like that, and he's going to be one of the most skilled players there. And every asset is, is stick handling, his vision, his shot, one-timer, speed. Uh, but then you watch him, as I said before, that he has all those elements, but that he's got that, you know, tenacious competitiveness that, that makes a really good, a real good talented player a great hockey player. Mm-hmm.